Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. Creativity and spirituality are the same exact thing. You can't explain it, but you should be chasing that and trying to think about it all the time. Just the same way that anybody who uh, is a theologian is considering God. He's not going to get there, but it's not a bad way to spend your life trying to figure out what that is. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. I have a great episode for you today, one that I've been holding for this Labor Day week because I just thought it was a really special, special episode with Ron Bennington. And if you don't know Ron, I strongly suggest you listen to this episode. And if you do know Ron, I still strongly suggest you listen to this episode because what we got into was really something special. And it was a really great interview and I was really honored to sit down with him. Before I get started, I wanna let you know that if you need to reach me, you can do so at Barry Katz at Instagram or Twitter or anywhere my social media is, just press follow and I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you wanna reach me on my website, you can do so at barrycats.com. And without further ado, let me introduce Ron Bennington. Ron Bennington is a headlining comedian and New York-based radio talk show host. Born and raised in Pennsylvania, Ron started his career in comedy and radio after moving to the Tampa area in Florida. He started performing stand-up there and owned and operated two comedy clubs before landing a job on what would become the nationally syndicated Ron and Ron Show at Tampa Bay's WYNF-FM with co-host Ron Diaz. After the Ron and Ron Show ended, Ron formed the wildly inventive and beloved Ron and Fez Show with Fez Wadley, which ran for an incredible 17 years, becoming a cornerstone show in major markets like New York City, Washington, D.C., on legendary radio shows like WNEW, WJFK, and WNFY. 
after Fez retired from radio in 2015, culminating with a week-long look back at their incredible run narrated by the two hosts. Ron announced he would team up with his daughter, Gail, to form his current radio show, The Bennington Show, which airs daily on Sirius XM across the U.S. and Canada and continues to draw a giant and fiercely loyal fan base. It's the only father-daughter radio show in the history of radio. After a two-decade hiatus from performing stand-up, Ron recently returned to the stage and has quickly become a crowd favorite at clubs all over New York City including the Comedy Cellar, The Stand, the New York Comedy Club in Gotham, and festivals around the continent, including annual shows at the Just for Laughs Festival and Moon Tower. In addition to hosting the radio show and performing stand-up, Ron also hosts two critically acclaimed interview shows, Ron Bennington Interviews and Unmasked, which I did and really, really enjoyed. He is widely considered to be one of the top interviewers in the country. Ron's guests have included game changers in every field, including brilliant filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino, legendary actors such as Jeff Bridges, groundbreaking musicians like Iggy Pop, world-class athletes like Sugar Ray Leonard, and the greatest comedians that you've ever heard of. But he also talks to scientists, authors, journalists, photographers, and creators of all kinds those who have vision, ingenuity, or artistry to share. What makes Ron Bennington interviews so different is that Ron has a genuine curiosity about all of his guests. There's no script, there's no agenda, there are no pre-written questions. It's just honest, real talk with incredibly talented and creative people about what they do and how they do it. And I just wanna say, when I was interviewed by Ron Bennington on Unmasked, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life as far as any interview I've ever done, and I've done hundreds of them. When I finished, I felt honored and proud, and that's how I feel today as I'm about to introduce my guest to you, live from the Montreal Just for Last Festival. Please welcome my guest today, Ron Bennington. That was a great introduction. Thank you very much. But why you don't always feel proud? You don't uh, feel that way often? I think that a part of me always wakes up in the morning and says, if you don't get your shit together today and do great work, it's all going to go away. Really? Still, huh? I would never recommend that to anybody. Yeah that's the worst thing to do it's almost like your parents saying do as i say not as i do right but i think that in order to drive me and get me to where i feel i need to be in all facets a part of my brain sort of wants to tell myself it's shit and <laughs> you better yeah. raise the bar here right i know my place I know where I am and I know what I'm doing and I know what I've done and I know technically it's not shit and I know these podcasts are incredible or else why else would I still be doing them and people be listening and the comments are insane but it's just a little mechanism that drives me. It's a little fear and a lot of people are motivated by fear, don't you think? A lot of people need. And that was the first thing I wanted to ask yeah. you about because even last night I was thinking to myself, 
God, I want to ask Ron about fear, which is odd because I rarely ask anybody about fear. And yeah. the reason why I'm asking you about it is because you don't look in your bank account and say, oh, yeah, I wonder if I'm going to be able to make rent. You don't say to yourself, God, if it all went away tomorrow, I'd be fucked. You don't say to yourself, oh, if I lose this show, I got nothing. But I know most artists are driven by some kind of fear-based thing. So I wanted to know, when was the last time you felt fear or felt anxiety about the product you were putting out there and if you were going to be recognized the way you know you're supposed to be recognized? It's really... Um it's such an interesting question because I don't think any of us are recognized the way that we feel that we should be, no matter who you are. You know, it, it's always interesting to me because I've met, I've met so many people who've had incredible lives and still bitch about whatever system that they actually won. You know what I mean? Like everyone thinks somebody else has beaten the game, and I haven't met anyone yet. I'm sure, you know, Tom Hanks is like, this goddamn business, you know what I mean? What more do I have to do? Uh, but fear is, uh, you know, it's my, probably my first emotion that I ever remember having as a little kid, you know? I was uh, uh, a kid who didn't want to um, be away from his mom, you know what I mean? So any of that stuff hit really uh, hard when I was a little kid. And from that point on, uh, you just try to learn to deal with it. But, you know, to the, the weirdest thing for me when it comes to fear, and it seems so ridiculous to say it, but 9-11 for me, because I had to go out and run and get kids, uh, my own kids, uh, to make sure that I, I, I got them home. And that was like the first time I'm like, whatever universe, whatever higher place in the universe, I uh, had a great life, and I just like to take care of these kids. Anything happens to me is okay. Literally having that, that's not even the kind of thoughts that I normally have. I'm not even like a praying guy. But it, it occurred to me, I could have died at that moment and been very, very happy. You know what I mean? Been very happy with the life that I had. So everything else just feels okay. So it wasn't something... In show business, it was something personal. There's, yeah. So I there's mean, never been a fear-based moment professionally? I guess there always is a little bit. If you're going to walk out on stage or if you're going to do an interview or going to do a show, you never want it to stink. You know what I mean? You just And you know you have those days where you're just like, man, that was awful, dude. You know what I mean? You, you got to do better than that. You're talking as a stand-up, like when you do stand-up or when you go out there. Do you feel like also on an interview you've gone home and sat in the fetal position and said that stunk? I don't really because I've always come into this um, feeling like the interview is about the other person. You know what I mean? Like the inter what I want to do is get them to a place where they can enjoy just like you talked about, you know? And I always think about an interview is something um, like any kind of sexual encounter. No one ever says, I'm really good in bed. I can come really quick. You know what I mean? It's always about, did the other person 
enjoy did the other and then that's where your ego ties into it like look at this situation that i helped create but when you go in i I think the kind of people who do the gotcha moment or i'm going to take this you know they said something about another person you know and i'm going to run out and put that out i've never felt like that is the point of an interview you know hey everybody i hope you're enjoying this episode as much as i am if you made it this far and you haven't fallen asleep yet then you must be the type of person who's serious about having a career in the comedy business. That's why I'm offering you my Blueprint for Success, a -a one-of-a-kind all-access pass into my knowledge and experience after over 40 years of working with the best of the best in this crazy entertainment industry. I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. What is it that gets you hard, should I say, mm. in this business? Because you've been doing this, these formulas and these blueprints for so long successfully. There has to be something out there that really challenges you. And what is that? Well, you know, uh, what, what you do is to try to change the blueprints as much as you can. You know, you don't want to ever do something. So yesterday I did a, a panel show, right? Which is a much different thing than me and you sitting in because like we were talking uh, before, you now have to make sure that the whole room has a good experience. And particularly since this show was about addictions, uh, anxieties, compulsions, which a lot of comedians have, but also a lot of people everywhere have comedians are just more likely to talk about it in public those kind of things i think you got to keep moving along and when i do an interview with somebody from uh like a musical background it's a completely different experience i'm always motivated by creativity as i think you are too you know it's amazing to me that you can see these creative people and Everyone always tries to come up with what do you have to do? How do you do it? But I see how many of them work so differently from each other. And that is fascinating to me that uh, David Tell comes at things totally different than anybody I've ever talked to before. Um, I also think it's just about being awake in that moment. I think it's very hard when you've been doing something for a while not to go on automatic pilot, which means you're not there. You're not taking it in. You're not part of that. You know, you're not reaching out and touching. And that's the other part of this entire business, I think, matters. Are you doing anything that is of this moment? If you can just do that, you got something. I think that's the challenge for me when you do a lot. Now I do this in my spare time. I've maybe only done 300, maybe with the other interviews that I've done that aren't mine, that people interview me, maybe 400 things. You've probably done 20,000. 
when I did that unmasked, I saw how you were with me. And I know you might find this hard to believe, but that really showed me an example of the best representation of how I wanted to be for myself. That's very nice. It's truth. But isn't that what we're looking for all the time? You know what I mean? Isn't that these moments that we're looking for to go, oh, I could just pick up on that, you know, just a little bit. Uh, but I'm stunned that you said that because, again, with your career, you know what I mean, uh, you've gotten to do things that not a lot of people get to do. And that's, whole, uh, that's hard for you to hold precious. And I think that is for all of us. You know what I mean? That if we think, if we let that come in just a little bit, you know. Yeah, if we let it come in, then what happens is we rest on a bed of those accomplishments and pile them up with a little pillow and a comforter and then we take our eye off what's really important which in my mind what's really important as any shaman or religious figure will tell you is that yes there has to be a 50 50 relationship if you're giving charity there has to be a feeling inside that you feel good too, as well as the other person feeling good. And even if your intention is 100% like Mother Teresa to do everything for everybody, there has to be a part of her that's like, I'm doing the right thing and I'm doing good here. And so when I do the podcast, my first intention always was, I'm taking these meetings with people and I'm alone and no one can hear what's happening. And imagine if they could hear what these people have to offer and what they say that's so valuable in life. And I think somebody like yourself with all your life experiences are very valuable, not just for the person and we're going to talk about coming up in the world and how you get to the point where you're at. But a lot of people who have made it want to find out how you stay there right remember that old expression that your parents probably told you it's not getting there it's staying there mm. and you're staying there you keep staying there and then when you look around again you're staying there and then when you look around again oh he's launching a new show and then when you look around again but he's, he's doing a tour doesn't this guy want to relax i talked to david copperfield Guy's 61 years old. I said, David, how many shows do you do a year? He said, 687 or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, you own 11 islands. You own 11 islands. You make more money or as much money as George Lucas, Michael Jordan, Steven Spielberg, and Oprah. You're number five on that list. Well, what are you doing these many shows? And essentially he said, hey, I've been number one for 35 years. I'm not going to stay number one if I'm not working harder than everybody else and creating content that's extraordinary. And in many ways, it could be argued, you're like a David Copperfield. I don't think I'm motivated by that kind of thing, though. I don't keep any uh, attachments to numbers. It's For me, it's more about, you know, experiences. 
um, it's for having that moment that you go, oh, that was really, really cool. You know what I mean? That was really, really amazing. I've always found um, that the people who I'm, go- uh, I'm pinching myself to be with is the people that I loved when I was a little kid. I don't think we ever get out of that, right? And I think that has a lot to do with comedy or conversation is to get back to that place where you were with your friends when you were a kid. I always like, out of everybody that amazes me, it's the naturally funny people. I could be around naturally funny people forever, but someone who's driven and works hard and goes over each word, that never impresses me for some reason. And I know you know both kind of comedian, right? Which one to you seems more impressive? Well, I'm always blown away by the person who's always on. Yeah. But believe it or not, I'm equally blown away by that incredibly, unbelievably funny guy who in person is just like Herb from accounting. Right, right. But see, I think I think that we knew kids like that when we were younger we knew kids that didn't feel the need to put it out there and then when you were hanging out with them would be hilarious i think there's a lot of comedians like i don't i mean i want to be around people who are performing when i'm sitting in a restaurant that can really be a drag i mean somebody who's just so unique so interesting that it seems to flow through them and and that's where i see like creativity is spirituality i don't think that you can naturally say this is where it comes from and i've had that with songwriters too i've never met a songwriter and i've i've interviewed so many um and if i wasn't so lazy i would write a book about it i think but i've never met a songwriter who takes credit for their songwriting they always said it just showed up or I just heard this little thing in the background and I just turned up the volume and in it came. They all use different analogies that are basically the same thing that they're just a vessel for it. And I think that's true of comedy as well. You know, you look at some comedians, particularly the ones that we think are fast. I see that as faster than a person can normally think. I'm actually going to go toe-to-toe with you a little bit on this. Yes, I want you to. So, the thing you described about music, right on. In comedy, the writing, you could ask any comedian in the world, 95% would be proudest of the writing and talk about the writing and how much they worked and reworked and reworked the bit. And we used an example about magic. I remember interviewing Adam Trent from The Illusionist. And he said, imagine magic. He said, magic gets shit on all the time. But imagine building a new instrument every time to play it. That's what a magician has to do that's on the big stage. He has to build his thing, his magic trick from scratch. Comedian builds his comedy from scratch on the stage and tries it out and works it and works it and works it. And he's proud 
when that bit works. That's the proudest sure. from Attell, who has a different formula and blueprint, yeah. to Chappelle, even Robin Williams. If he were alive today, he would say, what bit am I most proud of? I'm most proud of this bit I wrote that did this and did this and the tag was here and this killed at the Met. I'm, I'm going to say this, though. I think, and I'll use Big J as an example. The th- reason Big that, J. Okerson. Yeah, the reason why people love Big J. Okerson is that it could go wrong and you see him doing things in front of you. Now, does that become a bit? Yeah. But you are there for, as the audience, therefore, you're the, at the moment of creativity. Name another art form where that happens, you know? And I think that's the secret to any kind of uh, real creativity that is in that moment that it's purified. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business, I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to BarryCats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. Hey, everybody, and I wanted to thank some of the sponsors on the podcast, starting with AquaTrue. If you haven't bought this countertop water purification system, you have to do so. It's incredible. It turns tap water into your favorite bottled water instantly. It saves you thousands and thousands of dollars. It gets rid of all those plastic bottles that you have in your trash. Thousands and thousands of listeners have bought these. Everybody loves it. Not one complaint. It's incredible. I haven't bought a bottle of water in years since I got this, and you won't either. And if you go right now to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry, you'll immediately get a $100 discount, a $100 discount, and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had. I guarantee it. Lastly, the Air Doctor. I don't know what the air inside your house is like, but the air inside my house 
it feels heavy at times before I got this product. And now it got rid of all the bad air in my house, the dust, the pet hair, the pollen. It just gets rid of all the contaminants circulating through your home. And for me, when I got this product, it was amazing the difference that I found in the air in my house. And it's normally $600. And you can check Amazon right now and you'll see. But for all of you listening today, I can offer you $300 off. $300. Just go to airdoctorpro.com and type in the promo code Barry. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code Barry, and save $300 and get rid of all the bad toxins in your house and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. This is why I really wanted you on here because I love talking about the combination of music and comedy and the separation of it and the difference between the art forms and how crazy it is that from this point, from just the point of just being a young comedy artist and a young musical artist, the young musical artist will probably never meet Steven Tyler Mm. or Mick Jagger the young comedian doing an open mic can walk into the improv and pay $20 for a ticket if he wants to. And he can just hang out right in the bar and Chris Rock comes through and he's like, hey Chris, how you doing? My name is Joe. I um, I did my first open mic and I just want to let you know that you're an inspiration to me and I wanted to share this bit with you and I want to know what you think about it. And Chris Rock will not walk away. And that's one segment of it. Then the other segment, the difference between music and comedy is this crazy thing where if you are Mick Jagger and you're on tour and you don't play sympathy for the devil, then there's going to be a riot. Yeah. So he's been playing that song for 50 years or 40 years and he knows everywhere he goes People want to hear that because that's an anthem that's still as powerful today as it was then. It's an anthem for generations. Jim Jeffries does his gun control bit on the HBO special. It's like an anthem for people rallying around gun control. They go to see him at the O2 Arena in London. It's like, all right, we're seeing Jim Jeffries. He's not doing the gun control bit. He's never doing the gun control bit again. Comedy and music, different. One last thing that Mm -hmm. I think about as I'm across from you. This is so interesting. I want to know your comments on this. In music, it seems like there's just thousands of the most talented singers on these shows. Where did they come from? And they're getting standing ovations and their voice... And then when you think there's not another person, then the fifth person comes out and does something. And the ninth, and then the other show. And in comedy, how many geniuses can you name? How many people that when you see them from start to finish, every performance, it's like they've changed the way you feel about things when you watch them? when you think about genius for me you think about people who just rolled right out of the gate out of the womb and then just went till the end 
but I definitely put people like Attell and Burr in those categories, but it took them a while to find their voice. And I know I've gone a long way here of talking about this, but I think it's important to share with you my thoughts on that and to know if you feel the same way when you're interviewing musicians and comedians, because no one interviews more musicians, singers, songwriters, and comedians than you. Do you agree with what I said about that, or do you feel like there's different variations well, that you feel are similarities? Well, certainly there's uh, different variations of everything. I think it's fascinating if you think of a guy who just wrote one great song and then really nothing else. And there's plenty of songs that people, you know, Louie Louie or, or Wild Thing, or, but then you don't have a follow-up. You don't, you're not playing on that level. Does that mean that that song isn't purely genius? Uh, I think that it is. I always think that there is this meeting place uh, between craft and inspiration. And sometimes we can confuse craft with the art. And you have to have craft. If you're a songwriter, you have to know how to play your instrument. You know how to, you have to catch that inspiration when it comes in. And I always think about uh, a surfer. A surfer has to go out every day catch that wave no matter how little choppy water so when the big wave comes he can ride it and even when that surfer is riding it it's amazing but he's not the fucking wave the wave is the thing that comes in to this existence and i think on that level creativity and spirituality are the same exact thing you can't explain it but you should be chasing that and trying to think about it all the time. Just the same way that anybody who uh, is a theologian is considering God. He's not going to get there, but it's not a bad way to spend your life trying to figure out what that is. Do you feel like you're spending your whole life trying to figure out where you're supposed to go? No, no, I don't think about where I'm supposed to go. I'm trying to figure out why it's all here at all. And that's the real joy, you know? That's the real joy of trying to find out what to love, okay? Trying to find out what is the important thing to love in this world. And when you find Leonard Cohen, it's as interesting and it, 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 it's as, as exciting as that if you're creating it yourself. And I think where we're lost as a culture right now, and everyone complains about where we are as a culture, but I don't think we're a discerning audience anymore. And I literally think because we no longer know how to find out who's Bob Dylan or Lou Reed, and I don't think we can compare too many people today and put them in that place. But I think it's why we have the political problems that we have. I think we have that because we think that uh, cartoon movies are as exciting as the way we look back at movies in the 70s. I think we're lost as a culture. If you were the person who was at the top of the food chain where the president is now and you got to be there for one year what would be your blueprint to turning 
that around. I honestly think I would try to get people interested in the country again. I think I would try to get people to see that some of this stuff is important. I mean, when I watch the news, do you think that those people care about some of the things that we really need to do? Or uh, most of the time are those people ratings driven? I think one of the, the, the biggest problems that we have, whether we realize it or not, is corporations have made everything so comfortable. But you get up in the morning and think, I can't be comfortable, right? I don't want to be comfortable because I want to do good work. And comfort is our biggest addiction today. Everybody wants to be comfortable all the time. And because of that, we don't know whether we're outside of St. Louis or we're outside of Miami. Everything looks the same in the country right now. I don't even know why people travel for fun. It seems like it's lost that entire allure because we want the same comforting things. Tell me one thing you would do to get people interested in our country again. What would be your formula? Well, I think the real formula would be to get people interested in almost everything, including conversation, the fact that things do not have to wrap up in this hour, right? I mean, if there's anything that you and I are talking about today, it's like go on the search, man. Look for things. Look for the best people, you know? Don't, I mean, when it comes to comedy, how many times do we sit down and we'll talk to somebody and they say that they like comedy, but they may not even know who Bill Burr is. Isn't that amazing to you as a guy who spent his life in this business? And they'll go, I like comedy. Who do you like? Cosby. You know what I mean? There's, you know, they don't <laughs> think that it goes beyond that. Even though at the same time, I do think we've all discussed the Beatles enough. I think we all have agreed that they're great. Let's find some more bands to talk about. You mean we're ready to knock Sgt. Pepper off the number one album of all time? Do you think it, it really is, or we're just used to saying that? I think it would be hard for me to believe that not one album in 50 years has been able to take it off the mantle. Right. And the only other thing that they'll do is that they uh, um, they still go back to Pet Sounds. They think that's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're discussing two albums from basically that were made seven months apart or whatever. If you were redoing the Rolling Stone top 500 album list, what would be your number one, number two, and number three? Well, I think that changes every day for me. I did, uh, have, have you heard J Josh Adam Of course. I uh, did one that's coming up, and um, it was um, Tumbleweed Connection by Elton John. And I just wanted to pick one that had no hits on it <laughs> by somebody who later went on to have a bunch of hits. And I still think that's his best album, by far. I think the fact that he wasn't trying to make hits was the last time that he was like truly, holy shit, this is amazing. 
Number two and three? Uh, well, n- number one for me, I probably have to, off the bat, I probably have to go to a, a Van Morrison, probably Astro Weeks, but it probably could be almost any of his his albums. And I got to always put Bowie, Ziggy Stardust somewhere in there. Like Ziggy, uh, Bowie is a perfect example of somebody who was worth being a fan of because every time I got the new album, I was disappointed. I always wanted him to go back and go further with the last album. And then this album would be totally different. I'm like, oh, this sucks, shit. But then that would sooner or later become my favorite album by him. You know, it just went on like that. You talk about an artist who was ahead of everybody else, but not necessarily having the same kind of uh, financial success or, you know, album success as anybody. And that wraps up part one of our podcast. I just wanted to thank my incredible partners, starting with Aquatrue, the revolutionary miniature countertop water purification system that works straight out of the box. Plug it in, fill it with tap water, and immediately turn your faucet into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code BEAR and start enjoying the best water you've ever had and never buy another bottle of water again. And I Killed JFK, the groundbreaking film about the only living person who admitted to killing Kennedy. Go to IKillJFK.com, buy the film and the rare interviews with five of the last living experts, and I guarantee it'll change your mind about what happened that day. And the Air Doctor, the innovative portable air purification system which will change your overall quality of life. It instantly removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and other contaminants circulating in your home. Normally $600, and if you don't believe me, check Amazon right now. But for a limited time, I can offer you 50% off. That's a $300 savings. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. And that wraps up part one of two episodes. You can check out the next episode this coming Thursday. And here's a preview of the next episode. Comedians are unique parents. Comedians have a tendency to talk to their children right from the beginning as if they're people. And also understand that they don't because of the life that comedians have had, they know what it's like when someone tries to mold a life for you and plan a life for you. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get out the money Call. All the people love you Cause you're going for Life is for the dreamers They have all to gain It's never quite over Till it all feels the same You pick your own poison
Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to barrykatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.